Treaty 7 territory in Alberta, Mokinstis, Calgary, the home of the stampede, oil and gas, the backdrop of many a Hollywood film or TV show, yet one does not think of a rich creative community and diversity of culture when they hear Calgary. And I wonder, why? Sarian, CEO and President of Arts Commons, is a New York import, born in Ontario, raised in Argentina, working for the prestigious Lincoln Center, advising and consulting for arts organizations in Chile, China, Mexico, New Zealand, Norway, Singapore, South Korea, and Spain, to lecturing at NYU, Pace University. He's even on the advisory board for South by Southwest. He is a man with a wealth of experience as a global arts executive. Femi Bode George, the founder of Icarus Sound, left a life in the finance world in 2018. Icarus Sound is dedicated to perfecting the recipe for a good time. This company curates events and environments that produce memorable experiences and provide a platform to boost talent from across the artistic spectrum. From parties like the legendary Sugarcane to live music, world-renowned DJ collaborations, Calgary is their home, but their mission is to the world. I had the pleasure of chatting with these two arts leaders who both came into visible leadership in Calgary in a time where the world stopped, when the practice of gathering, creating, and presenting was not accessible. Yet, art and wonder still went on. Okay, where to even start? Like, I kind of want to just read your resume at you. Just in case I forgot. Yeah, okay. just in case you yeah. forgot. And to let the people know. And also, where are we, Alex? We are in Arts Commons in downtown Calgary, in the, in the lobby of the Jack Singer Concert Hall. Right, one of like the Oh, the Jack beautiful. Singer, yeah, the Jack Singer Concert Hall, world renowned for its acoustics. Yeah. I know you've been here, you've performed here, but if you all haven't seen a performance here, it's one of the best acoustical halls in the world. Can you take me back to like your first moments? Do you remember your first moments stepping into the Jack? Like when you, you know, um, I do. Ascended to the throne of... So it was before I ascended to the throne, which okay. is a terrible phrase because it's like <laughs> Game of Thrones and that's not a good... The Iron Throne. Um, so I was interviewing in Calgary for the position mm -hmm. and they had flown me out because it was clear that I was one of two or three finalists. And I got in the night before my interview and I was staying at the Marriott across the street and I had never been to Calgary. I had never been to Arts Commons. I had no idea what... I was a finalist. I mean, I knew, but like I'd never been here. You'd never been to Calgary? No. In, in your creative artist space, curator, producer, is that sort of, what are the titles? I, Minister of Enjoyment. That's um, one of them. Yeah, I was going to say. It is. DJ. Facts, DJ. Um, yeah. I think I'm one of those people that, you know, I figured out a lot later in life that you can actually do anything you want to. Yeah. You put your mind to it, you learn how to do it. Right. I think even on my Instagram, I saw someone post something about that yesterday and I reshared it. Yeah. You know, that's just the person I am. And I think the pandemic really had, before I came out today, I was thinking, I'm like, man, the past two years has been so drastic. Yeah. And I wonder if a lot of people have really? the similar experience because 
I used to work in the corporate world mm-hmm. for a long time. Mm-hmm. I have a master's in finance, Come finance, on. finance, everything, finance, finance, you know, finance. for lots of years. And then the pandemic comes around mm-hmm. and the company I was with went under. Wow. So yeah. were you made it redundant or? No, the entire company. We all woke up and checked our emails and they're like, well, they're like, see ya. Work is done for today. <laughs> you know, wow. everyone, you know, and that was when, you know, we're all working from home. And I'm at home, I'm like, what? I emailed my boss. I'm like, are you seeing this? He's like, you're seeing it too. So, you know, at that point, I start to think, what am I going to do with myself? Mm-hmm. You know, the corporate job is gone. Do I try to get back into that? Mm-hmm. Or I, is the world even going to still be here next year? It's true. We don't know. I was like, this is how we die. You know, it's like, what are we doing? And from there, I really decided to really dig deep into the arts. I was born in Toronto, but I had never lived in Canada. Oh, right. So like I, so I, I have a Canadian passport, but I've never lived in Canada. And, and truth be told, the best person that was my resource, sort of the, the inside guide to Calgary was Stafford. And so I talked to Stafford for hours on the phone and be like, mm-hmm. you need to tell me about Calgary. But I flew in the night before my interview. I checked into the hotel. There was a concert going on here. I couldn't even tell you what it was. And after I checked in, I snuck into the Jack Singer as the show was letting out. And I interviewed, like casually, as I was this creeper in the lobby, Mm -hmm. interviewing patrons as they were leaving the concert hall, saying, what did you see? Did you enjoy it? What was your experience like? And then I snuck into the hall. And that was my first encounter with the Jack Singer. You're literally (laughs) one of the hardest working. Thank you. People I know when it comes to sort of the event, art, curator, producer spaces, I just, I feel like I blink and I'm like, oh, Femi just, oh, there was another really killer event that happened that, you know, Femi and his team put on. Thank um, you. It's, um, it's amazing, like, what you have continued to cultivate in the city. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah. And I mean, like, obviously one of the reasons why I decided to have you on to the series is because exactly that i think um one thing that i'm very interested in in terms of the city that we occupy the space that we occupy is like the why people are here it's a good question well i mean just on a even on a general like note like it's like why do people create period but also why do why have people chosen to create here you know what I mean? For me, the reason why I got into this in the first place was that there weren't a lot of events that would really offer, you know, a sense of like an experience. Mm-hmm. You know, where you go out and you're like, oh, wow, I had such a good time. Mm-hmm. Like genuinely had such a good time. No, it honestly, it's guaranteed. Right? You know, so yeah. that, that for me, that part is essentially why I do what I do Mm. and why I got into it, you know? So I started back in actually 2018. Yeah. The very first one was in 2018. It was Mm -hmm. in summertime. And I did just the one event that year Mm -hmm. with uh, my good buddy, D-Max. And was that Bliss? Was it called Bliss at the time? No, it was called Day Groove at the time. Day Groove. Yeah, so it was was really good. Uh, We did a few more in 2016. I mean, 2019, sorry. Mm -hmm. And it started to pick up. If there was no pandemic, I think, we would literally have taken that event around the country. Oh, for sure. You know. And I mean, it's still, what's so great is that like the, the legend and the myth of 
sugarcane uh, sugarcane like lives on right it like does. people are always like sugarcane 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 you know it's like such a staple now in the city and even sort of my favorite thing about sort of sugarcane specifically is when it comes to occupying spaces yes i think people and i love like your t the the socials for Icarus Sound specifically are really hilarious because people are always like, "This is Calgary," yeah, because <laughs> it's just a sea, you know, it's a sea of mel melanin and it's a vibe. And um, to see it in the daytime, in the daytime, when the sun is shining on your skin, yes, oh my God. we love it. You know, and we never had that before. Really mm -hmm. much of daytime experiences in Calgary. So even the way people socialize during the day, yeah. Is very different. So, 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 who had the idea? Was it you one day? You know, you're in your corporate thing, and you're like, "I'm also a DJ and a minister of enjoyment. Oh, Let me throw a day party." Like, I was wasn't the... a DJ then. I started. You doing weren't. No, I started. I started doing events before I became a DJ. Oh snap! Yes. So it was. Uh, I was at Versions actually. It's a. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a long running house uh, house music event here in, in the city. Yeah. It's going on now for what, probably about eight years or more on oh, every tuesday and i was there I was just like wait you're like i can do this i'm just looking around like whoa like i'm someone who i'm very visual mm -hmm. i could live in my head forever you know your, and what is your sign i think i'm I a libra virgo are you the are you cost these damn virgos anyway carry you know? on so i'm there like wow this this is it yeah this is it you know, because my buddy and I, we've been talking about trying to do something during the day mm -hmm. on a rooftop, preferably, for a while. So I'm like, this is it here. And that and was the back. birth of? Yes, that was how even Icarusam came to life, right yeah. there. Here you are having so much experience on an international level, and yet you still chose to build and expand in Calgary, Alberta. So why, like, why, why here, why now? So one, one of the most humbling things, I mean, I, I, and I, th I think you know this and we know, and mm -hmm. we all know this, but like when we are taught at a very early age that when you want to be in the arts, or at least I did, even growing up in Argentina, oh, New York is the place to be. Right. Uh, or Toronto is the place to be. I mean, every community has this like far off place where like, if you're going to make it, that's where you need to go. And I was very fortunate and very privileged to be able to go to New York and and live in the rat race and the thrilling experience that it is to do that but you mentioned uh, being uh, director of lincoln center international lincoln center international was uh, the the consulting branch for lincoln center mm -hmm. and so it was a very humbling experience to travel the world and go into communities and realize that what worked in new york city wasn't going to work in barcelona and what worked in mexico city wasn't going to work in shanghai mm -hmm. and so it was really about how do we stop pretending we have the answers and how do we instead engage in a process of asking the right question and surrounding ourselves with people that can help us answer it mm. and so that to me blew away this preconceived notion of that new york needs to be the place to be and that actually we can have a lot more fun we can be a lot more productive we can make a lot more stuff happen when we are in communities that don't have that preconceived pressure mm. and which not to say that calgary doesn't because every community does but the opportunities here were just so massive 
And, you know, on the one hand, you talk about the fact that we are not our eastern cousin or we're not the southern cousin, and yet we are still here with a place like the Jackson or Concert Hall. Yeah. So it's not like we're starting from scratch, and it's not like Calgary is this, like, podunk town. <laughs> I the, mean, no, I'm kidding. No, 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 no it's not. It is, it's, it's, shout out. The, we love it. Now, Calgarians might seem to think that it's a podunk town, and that's mm. part of the exercise that we need to challenge people on. But the starting point is there. Yeah. And the opportunities are there. And more importantly, the artists are there. I think the way that you see the city that we live in is extremely exciting and extremely um, beautiful. Because I think when you, again, when you think of Calgary, right? Yes. People think of what? Cowboys, Just stampede. Oil. Yeah, yeah, that's oil. And <laughs> that's it. And it's more than that. It's right. And so much more than that. And I think the, the environments in which you continue to, one, just exist in, but also cultivate, have cultivated with Icarus Sound, um, has just expanded, you know, sort of the culture of, of Calgary. But can you just, like, talk a little bit about, like, I don't know, like, what do you, what think, do you Calgary think Calgary is? needs? I think it's cultural change. I think Calgary needs to get comfortable with the tension of understanding who it's been mm. and the successes that it's had. Yeah. You know, and we know how Calgary is. I feel a lot of people still look like, look at Calgary like it's 10 years ago, mm. maybe even 15 years ago. Yeah. And it's not. It's changed so drastically. Yeah. That even when they see it, it's almost like, they can't fathom it because mm -hmm. it's like trying to imagine a, a color you've never seen. Mm -hmm. Even if it's in front of you, you can't even, you're like, you, you can't even that? like compute. Yeah. Yeah. So the city has changed that much, but you still find that a lot of people don't look at Calgary as a big city. Mm. They look at it as a small town. It's not a small town anymore. Right. You know, and with that, the city also has to grow into what it's becoming. Embracing an identity crisis is not an easy thing to do. Um, I think it takes a certain amount of, uh, it takes a certain mind to embrace the challenge of, of, of change. Yeah. Um, but the way I see it is things are going to change whether we want it to or not. A good analogy I use is like shoes. Mm -hmm. yeah, I bet when you were growing up, you had a growth spurt where you woke well... up one day, you know, and you tried on your shoes and you're yeah. like, mommy, these shoes don't fit anymore. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you probably, she probably bought you new shoes, right? Yeah. You know, and Calgary is like a kid that doesn't want to change his shoes. Mm. Calgary, you're a size, size 13. Why are you wearing size you're nine? Wearing, yeah, exactly. Why are you still wearing a size nine pair of shoes? Yeah. I mean, you could probably like. Your still, toes are. Yeah, your toes are going to hurt. Yeah. Calgary's changing whether we want it to or not. Yeah. The question for Calgary is, what role do we want to play in that? Do you feel like we are in a bit of a new renaissance, like globally? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, globally, even artistic renaissance, like what kind of renaissance? Yeah, yeah. I mean, what? what I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, pe I mean, people are gathering differently. People are creating differently. People are consuming differently. Um, uh, you know, art, uh, arts organizations or arts commons, I'll say, our mandate is to be an environment within which people can create, consume, and share, and interact. Hmm. So because we are that environment, all the reasons that people have to engage with us are changing. So artists are creating differently. 
people are consuming differently. People are gathering differently. Those are the three main reasons we exist. Mm. And so if we don't keep our ear to the ground and not necessarily lead the change because in being an environment, we, we, we kind of need to be agnostic and saying, we're going to create the environment within which you can create mm. differently. Mm -hmm. We're going to be an environment within which people can uh, enjoy uh, artistic expression differently. We're going to be an environment within which people... So a lot of that is we cannot dictate, we cannot prescribe because the chances are being, of being wrong are too high. We need to build more bridges. Right. Build more. So there's, each there's, there are relationships, but even more. But people, that's what I mean. People don't try to see what else is going on around yeah, them. They saying. just stay yeah. in their little bubble mm -hmm. and that's their entire world. Like, this is a stampede. This is how we've done it. Exactly. But the universe is massive. Right. It's big and small at the same time. Right. You know, but that's the issue we face here. People get too comfortable in their own bubbles rather than trying to see Oh, I, I see there's this art show going on there. Mm -hmm. Let me check it out. What are some creative things? Like, what is art that, like, moves you? That moves me personally? Yeah, what, what is art that moves you pers personally? What, what for you constitutes as good art? And number two, um, what are some experiences, like, in the last, uh, you know, year, two years at Arts Commons that you're like, oh, wow, what, like, uh, that will forever live in my brain rent-free? So to me, good art is something that like moves people, that challenge, mm -hmm. like that moves you and challenges you. Um, and, and because of that, what I define as something that moves me could be completely, and this is why like lived experiences. I mean, like, but how do you determine, like for you sort of in the position that you're in when so but that's different. have to be So made. that's different. So yeah. like, when I choose to go, when I choose to be an audience member on my own, on my own time, yeah, I will not be agnostic because I know what I like. Of course, right. Uh, and I, I I know what genre I like, and I yeah. know what you know. So I'm very I'm very clear on what will move me. Mm. Now, what will move me isn't necessarily what's going to move two thousand people in the concert hall behind me. Right. And so, I need to put my ego aside. And I need to say, okay, Arts Commons, because we are this facility, we're more than just the Jacksinger Concert Hall. We are six venues mm -hmm. on, a, on an entire city block. And if this entire building with all of the venues and all of the artists and all of the arts organizations, if we're firing on all cylinders, this building hosts 2,000 events per year. Wow. 2,000 events per year. Now, if we're, let's talk about it from like a business perspective. 2,000 events per year is a big inventory. 2,000 events per year should not go after the same 50,000 Calgarians. Mm. 2,000 events per year should be enough to go around for every single type of audience yeah. within a city. Yeah. And so my job when it comes to looking at that piece of the pie is to say, okay, maybe one slice of the 2,000 events will align with what I like because what I like, hopefully other people like as well. Yeah. A lot of what we do, we're literally mm -hmm. creating yeah. As we go from thin air. I was going to say, because it's, again, like I, I'll keep on saying this and it's not even to gas you. It really is just Thank you. the truth in the way that you have built, what it is that you have built out of thin air is it's insane, a, right? Like what we do is... Like where you're like, here is a shoestring. Yeah. <laughs> I will create a vibe. And it's, you know, 
because what I, I will say this, you know, fully, Thank like you. some of some of the best nights that I've had in Calgary have been your events. You see, you know, hearing that is exactly why I do what I do. Right. You know, I don't just put on events and just be like, oh, let's just do this event. For me, if if people are not getting an experience from yeah. these events, then what's the point? You know, yeah. life is too short, really. And this past couple of years, we've been through so much mm-hmm. with the pandemic and everything going on on social media. So if I could give people a little bit of an escape when they go out and have a memorable experience, I've done my job. Yeah, that thing, that thing about like the Canadian experience, especially the Canadian yes. black experience or just like, you know, people of color's experience is not necessarily right the most visible thing when we think about culture especially mm-hmm. creatively is american representation yeah and yeah misre- yeah I, I yes and oh yeah again what i what why i think a lot of your events pop off is because it is more diasporic in nature right you're including yes. not just hip-hop you're including afro beats i'm a piano mm-hmm. i love when do you are you the dj that like will spin something from like brazil like i just love when you know it's possible it really feel like it really does feel like this collective global experience there's something in it for everyone and again not just not just the blacks everyone everybody yeah exactly. <laughs> which i which i which i absolutely love i feel that misrepresentation comes from a lot in the media like yeah a lot of what we consume here as media is based off of america yes so you don't really get to see what the black Canadian experience is. Yeah. You know, and for a person who doesn't really get to interact with people of color on their day-to-day, and if all they see is the media, what, how do you think their mind works? Totally. It's basically all they see. Right. They're like, Meg the Stallion. I'm like, no. No. <laughs> you know, but like, she's nice though. Well, um, shout out to Meg. Shout out to Meg. We love Meg. You know, so I feel yeah. that's a big issue across Canada. But in the past 10 years, we've seen a huge 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 influx of immigrants oh yes immigrants into canada yeah and a lot of them are a lot of the what you find of the black immigrants are africans Mm -hmm. right or also from the caribbean yes you know and these people what they they bring in with them their culture Mm -hmm. their music Mm -hmm. their energy their vibe Mm -hmm. it came myself too right yeah and we all are experiencing canada in a very different way from what america is like mm-hmm. so that's where i feel the disconnect is and i feel with content like this and a lot more that other people are doing too that should start to change but i think the media itself too needs to like a lot of these big multinational companies need right to look close and be like oh we so, didn't know. yeah it's quite different we didn't know you know there's so many stories and people that need to be spotlighted for what they do like yourself mm-hmm. oh thank you, you know? thank and you. the movies exactly you know what i mean so yeah. i feel gradually that's where the culture change is going to come from people like yourself people like me right just keep pushing if something brings me into this building because i like it and something brings you into this building because you like it and they're right. completely different experiences if we have fallen in love with the destination that is arts commons then is Arts Commons reaching out to, to both of us individually and saying, well, hey, Misha, if you like this, mm. you should go check that out. Mm-hmm. And let me challenge you. Let me invite you into thinking differently. And Alex, if you liked this, you might want to check out that. So that's what I think the job is, my job is, 
when it comes to this idea of curating or when it comes right. to the idea of thinking about programming. Yeah. Artistic excellence will always have to be there. Yeah. So no matter what we're talking about, diversity of options, diversity, like artistic so excellence needs to that's be a per That's a perfect, speaking of artistic excellence, um, is there anything in particular in like the last, I don't know. Uh, Ragtime, Ragtime. <laughs> Um, that was not me fishing. No, I, no. But is there anything realistically in the last like eight, ten months that you were super proud of in terms of ragtime is? Yeah. I, and I know you're not fishing, but ragtime is one of the things that I am most proud of in my career. And you've wow. read that resume of mine. Wow. But like ragtime is something that I will always remember because. So the other tension that not enough people grapple with is the tension between the intent of the artist on stage yeah. and the perception of the audience that's on the receiving end. Mm -hmm. And there's this tension between, you know, sometimes artists create for themselves and that has its own place in the creative process. But sometimes when, and I, I remember having this conversation with an artistic director in Berlin who said to me, I can do an entire season of Brecht shows, Oh gosh! never sell a single ticket. Literally. And the government will still give me money going to see Brecht in 2020. Not enough people. Now, but the whole point in that story is here's yeah. an arts organization that could do whatever they want with complete disregard of what the audience in their community wants. So that's one end of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. The other end of the spectrum is when you cater too much to what the people want. And I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but then you end up with stuff like VidCon where he it, said it y'all. It, it has a place, I'm sorry, it has a place in pop culture, right. but this idea that you give people, if you give people what they want on their terms, where is the room for challenge and where is the room for conversation? Sure. Yeah. So that, so somewhere in the middle of that spectrum, there needs to be this tension between what the artists, what is coming off stage and how it's being received. Mm -hmm. So all this to answer, the, the reason ragtime to me checks all the boxes in terms of excellence, in terms of being amazing is because here's a story and it, and it goes, it dates back. It's, it's a beautiful story because of how it originated with Stafford saying, I want to do this. And I was mm. like, well, if we can't do it here, then where can we do it? Yeah. Um, the, the resonance of the piece at the time, which sadly it's still relevant, being able to showcase local talent and being able to say, this is a world premiere of a Boston Pops arrangement that we're doing in Calgary with mm -hmm. the Calgary Philharmonic with a predominantly Cal Calgary or Canadian uh, cast, cast yeah. directed by Stafford Arima, Arts Commons co-producing it. That alone makes my, like, gives me goosebumps. Mm -hmm. But then, and you don't have this, you weren't, you were on stage, sitting in the audience. <laughs> allegedly, yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. No, you were. But, well, yeah. <laughs> but sitting in that audience. Yeah. And knowing what I know, watching this happen was moving me to tears. Mm. But to then be sitting with 2,000 other people, the moment that last beat hit, mm. I have never seen in my life a crowd jump to their feet as it fast was, as they did. Yeah. And like I've like, and I've been to some like fancy shows in New York. Yeah. I have never seen a crowd yeah. jump to their feet for such a well-deserved standing ovation. Wow. So that everything, like artistically, uh, from so like artistic excellence, check. It was stunning. This idea of community building in and through the arts, massive check. Arts organizations coming together that have never worked together, check. Mm -hmm. Doing something for Calgary that had never done before mm -hmm. and putting Calgary on a map by Calgarians. Yeah. Right? So that like that show 
that arrangement, wherever it goes into the world, will say world premiere Calgary, Alberta. Alberta. Yeah. So like what's not to be moved by that story? Yeah. Do you do you feel like we're in a bit of a renaissance? Yes. Specifically within the city or globally? Like globally. What's kind of the vibe? Globally, yes. I feel like since the pandemic, mm-hmm. the world got a lot smaller. Right. So there's a lot of people like you know, me now globally mm-hmm. that begin to connect mm-hmm. with each other. And that's changing a lot of like the programming. Right. And the quality of events, the art projects, they're yeah. all coming around. But yeah, in Calgary, I like there's so many amazing things that have really just come to life in the past year and yeah. a half. As soon as the pandemic ended, you know, no one's waiting anymore. Mm. You know, no one's like waiting for a grant to get anything like, done. Let's do it. Let's just the grants would be great. Listen. People who you guys hope they're listening to us. Write a grant, learn how to you write know, a grant. But um, no one's waiting anymore. Mm. So with or without the support, people are doing things. Yeah. For someone who, say, wants to sort of like follow into this line of work, yeah. what does that look like? Like, what is some advice that you would give to kind of like a young aspiring person that eventually wants to kind of make it to your level? I, I mean, I would say mentorship is huge. There's no, there's no one path, right? which can be either terrifying or exciting, depending yeah. on who you are. What was interesting for me is I was, an, I was a student in New York, mm-hmm. and I was an international student. So, so because, all, did you have an Argentinian accent? No, I've never had an okay. Argentinian accent, <laughs> much to my wife's disappointment. You're but, like, hola. But, um, yeah. I've, I've, I mean, fluent in Spanish. Yeah. But what happened is I, you know, I, I moved to New York because I wanted to be an actor and all my friends were actors okay. and all my American friends, because they didn't have the pressures of an international student, mm-hmm. they could wait tables or become teaching artists or they had, when I was about to graduate from NYU, I got a letter saying, because you're an international student, you need to get a, a job that will sponsor your work visa or you need to leave the country. Oh, wow. So like this idea of a freelance artist was out the window because there was no way for me to do that. Very relatable. So arts administration became, for me, the way of working in the arts while being able to stay in the, in, in the US. Mm-hmm. So that's how I hustled my way into arts administration um, via arts education. Mm-hmm. And slowly, I mean, there was no plan. Like nobody goes into arts education thinking they're gonna run a performing arts center one day. Right. You know, it's so refreshing to see new creative artwork, mm-hmm. movies, maybe movies, events, fashion shows, and whatnot being created here. So mm-hmm. I feel we're just at the beginning of it. Yeah. It's just about to really take off. Yeah. You know, where maybe you might be in a way they're like, oh my God, you're from Calgary, I heard this, 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 this. Oh, you're the director. Oh right. my, you know, like, yeah. I feel that's about to really start taking off. Mm. Okay, rapid fire, yeah. here we go, okay? No think time. No think time, okay. You can you can give an explanation. Okay, some of no, them just are one word. Controversial, well. Oh no, okay. Okay, here we go. Opera or Broadway? Broadway. Stage play or cinema? Stage play. Arts Commons or Lincoln Center? Arts Commons. Uh, Central Park or Banff National Park? Banff National Park. You're pandering. Okay. No, I'm just... <laughs> The 
band Chicago for James Taylor. Oh, how'd you know that? Uh, I have, I have my oh my God, you're good. James Taylor. Why? James Taylor appeals to, I need to be in a specific mood for Chicago. Mm -hmm. James Taylor, you Always. can do no wrong. Yeah. Amazing. Love how'd that. you know that? I have, I have, oh my I God. have secrets. Okay. I have minions. Um, okay. I feel like this has an, this has a story, but Art, the play by Yasmin Reza. Okay, you're freaking me out. Or, okay. <laughs> or Shakespeare to go. Oh my God, uh, Art by Yasmin Reza. Okay, what's the what's the story? The st ah. uh, so <laughs> when I was so when I was a student at NYU, uh -huh. uh, my roommates and I we we did we always performed together. And we said, if there's one show we could we could do together, what would it be? And it was Art by Yasmina Reza. And for those of you that don't know the play, it's about three childhood friends or three long time adults, but who've known each other for a long time. One of them buys a blank canvas, and the entire show is about arguing what art is. Come on. Because they literally, this one guy spent millions of dollars on a blank canvas because it's modern art. Yeah. And this and this one canvas essentially tearing this friendship apart because of how each one of them defined art. Mm. How did you know that? Listen. How did you, oh, this is. I, listen, the research is, okay, uh, last one. Tevia or the Phantom? Tevia from Tiddler. Tevia, yeah, I, uh, Tevia. Well, Tevia. So what is like motivating you? What what keeps you motivated Ooh. to keep on pushing? Like what is the why for you? That's a very good question. Yeah. I, I think I have a love-hate relationship with college. Like, do you have hope? Like is there hope? I, I think so. Yeah. I'm hopeful. And I, I feel also, you know, when I see the works other people are creating, it, it motivates me. Hmm. You know, to see that wow, this is look at what people are doing. Mm -hmm. It's awesome to see. And I strongly hope that even the works I create motivate people to do more. Yeah. Because we all excel together. But I feel Kagi could be like another Hollywood, to be honest. It's already kind of right. getting there, Low right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with all the movie productions happening here. Mm -hmm. You could barely get a sound engineer in the city now. They all work for HBO. Oh. You know? So it's like, that's really cool to see. Yeah. You know, but... Are the people in, in those movies, do they stay here when they're done or do they just... Right. It's like, how do we, how do we keep the... How do we keep the... How do we turn it into a hub? Yeah. A hub as opposed yes. to, I have a contract in Calgary, I'll be back. Exactly. I'll be back in 40 hours. Yeah. You exactly. know? Exactly. You okay. know, instead of like, no, come to Calgary, we're here. Yeah. I was talking earlier about this, the, the tension between why is art happening? Is it happening because the artist wants to do it or is it happening because the audience wants it? Mm. And... I realized that what I was enjoying about being on stage was not enough. And I fell in love with it. And maybe it's because of my background in arts education. I'm not entirely sure. But what I, what I love about the arts is the energy that is created in rooms like this when what's happening up there mm -hmm. is being received here with the intent, with the, with, 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 with the same intention mm -hmm. with, with which it was shared. Mm -hmm. And so... If, if we are ever in a show together, you will probably see me looking at the stage 10% of the time mm. and 90% of the time looking out into the audience because I get the greatest joy from watching people engage with each other and with what's happening on stage.
So that's what fills me. And, and so that's why I like being around artists. And mm -hmm. I like, like things like the, the Arts of the TD Incubator program mm -hmm. and just like working on things like Ragtime as a, as a producer, if you will. Just sitting back and watching people who are far better at this than I ever was mm. do things that they were put on this earth to do. And if it works, then look at what we did. Yeah. So that, I mean, that fills me. And that fills me far more than playing Tevye ever did. Femi, God loves me, Bode George. No, wait, hit me with that. Hit me with that. Um, oh, God. <laughs> My middle that, name or the Dako? Middle name one more time. It's Dako. Dako? Yes, Dako. No, no, the whole thing. Ibi. Ibi. Da. Da. Po. Ibi Dako. Yes. Yorba. Yes. Demon. Um, hey, no, no. <laughs> All the Nigerians in the room. <laughs> okay. Femi Bode Femi Ibi Dapo. Yes. Bode George. What would you tell your 15-year-old self? Ooh, that's a good question. Anything. It doesn't have to be necessarily related. Trust, to... trust your instincts. Live life. But mm. do things. Don't procrastinate. Get things done. And get them done well. Uh, I feel like most people when they're young, especially when they're young, doubt themselves mm -hmm. and and not that you're not that your not that your instinct will always be right, mm -hmm. but there is so much to be gained from a from 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 feeling from gaining self-confidence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, do right by you. Mm -hmm. You know, don't be haphazard with things. Get them done. If you're going to do something, do it so well. I do well. Mm. do it well and do it to the best of your ability mm -hmm. you know because you don't know where that work is going to take you go through the exercise of trusting yourself first but also have the wherewithal to realize you might be wrong mm. but if you but if you don't trust yourself because you're scared you might be wrong you'll freeze and you'll just not move and not grow this was great. Thank you for dropping thank the you. insight. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It was such a great opportunity. Thank you. Yes. Femi Bode George, everyone. Thank you. Alex, this has been so lovely. It has. You, you're, I don't know that my wife even knows half of these questions. Maybe she does. Maybe she does. Um, this has been beautiful. Thank you for your insight. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you always. Your time. Thank you for being you. Aww. Can we hug on camera? Yeah, we can. Because I, I just want to hug you after all this. <laughs> How do you know these like, things? I, I have minions. Was it Eliza? No. It might have, of course it was. I, I was like, hello, Alex's wife. And I wonder, can I be the next up? No time to rest up. I know that people still regard me as some sort of NFT expert. That is the case. Right. Didn't I, you do a TEDx talk? For me, I think one of like my first experiences of like real joy and almost like liberation in a sense was through dance. Did you mention <laughs> Web3?